1: FM to get started.
0: Today on To The Point, we are doing something we have never, ever done before. And we're talking Boys Dance 2. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Welcome on into The Point with Kristen Burt. I am so excited you guys are here today. We have a full house, and we're doing something a little different. We're shaking up the format a little bit. We're doing our very first uh, Roundtable here at To the Point, and I'm excited because it's a topic that you heard a lot about this summer. Boys dance too, and I, it's one of those things that the media, you know, jumps on and then they forget about. But I've been hearing it throughout the dance industry as I've been doing all my interviews that. The discussion's still going on and we need to continue to move this discussion forward in a positive manner. So I have gathered dancers from all generations, different genres to join me here today, and I'm so excited. So I'm gonna start across the table from me, Rob Glover. Welcome to the show.
2: Hello, love. How are you? Hello. you all right. No,
0: I just want everyone to know <laughs> Rob and I met at the Dancing with the Stars rap party last year's true yes and so it is our friendiversary as i said yesterday when i saw you at the finale yesterday
2: friendiversary i love that that phrase
3: (laughs)
0: sitting next to him jonah boswell hello
3: hello you are
0: the youngest one on the panel today i I love this
3: 16 years old that's
0: i know you're our baby but this is good because we're really getting your perspective your voice needs to be heard too Mm -hmm. and then to my left My friend, Howard Johnson, how are you? I'm so good. I know. A lot of So You Think people are probably very familiar with your face, of course. (laughs) Um, And I just want everyone to know that kind of a conversation Howard and I had, was this maybe six weeks ago? Maybe, yeah. Somewhere around there. Somewhere. He and I had been talking about some things, and Boys Dance 2 kind of is lumped into this, and I was like, I want to do something. I can't figure out what, whether it's Mm -hmm. an article, but this is kind of what inspired me from our conversation at Starbucks. Just down the street from here. (laughs) So we'd like to thank Starbucks for that. (laughs)
3: Thank you.
0: Yeah. So, but thank you for a really good frank conversation. And so I'd like to kind of um, get everyone up to speed and just so everyone knows kind of like when each of you started dancing and what sort of your specialty is in terms of dance style, because I think that also will play in a little bit. So Rob, I'll start with you.
2: Perfect. So, I mean, I'm originally from Liverpool, England. Uh, you know, there was uh, it was more the music scene that, that kind of made our city famous. And then on yep. the uh, on the sports side of things, the football team as well. My other big passion. Yes. We won't dive into that today. <laughs>
0: we call it soccer here. Yeah. Soccer, real football,
2: the type of football you play with your feet. Yes. It's kind of what we say. But um, I grew up. Uh, so dancing started for me because of my grandparents. Uh, my my grandparents were dancers and dance teachers and they used to teach a lot of country line dancing. Oh. So not only that, it was it was country music which was then a the taboo thing yeah. in Liverpool back it's in the So England. cool. <laughs> oh yeah. People like to say the Beatles were a were a country band, if you'd ask <laughs> certain people within that community. But no, so it was it was line dancing and it was it was their way of keeping me out of trouble was to go and go and dance and you know I got 50 pence for every dance that I learned so oh. quickly I realised I could maybe make a bit of money at this mm-hmm. um, fast forward then it was it was, you know try some ballet to aid me football and and that was fantastic I got hooked on that side of things too um, and then it morphed into a lot of the couples based dancing so Latin a ballroom uh, taking those lessons when I was a kid and diving right the way through um, and then college dance college hitting all that side and, and moving forward um, I came full circle then when I when I pushed forward and I knew I always wanted to move over to the States a lot more opportunities in America mm-hmm. than the there were back then in England mm-hmm. um, definitely things have changed now and back in England it's a, it's a strong passionate community as well mm-hmm. but uh yeah, coming over here it was it was a case of really kind of pushing couples dance and then it's morphed into now a lot of uh, narrowed down focus in the swing dance genres.
0: And you're here in town actually for a competition yeah, this weekend. I am. So Yeah, Good dancing luck. dancing
2: yeah, in a couple it. of days' time. I yeah. love you're ready, right? <laughs> sure.
0: Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. <laughs> all right, Jonah, you're in a performing arts high school too you're in Orange County, right? Yes,
3: I'm in uh, I go to OSHA Orange County School of the Arts. It's in Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started dancing actually when I was eleven years old, so not too late. long ago. Yes, really late. You got
0: some late dancers over yeah, here, huh? Yeah. Ah, interesting.
3: I did all the sports first. I did try baseball, soccer, football, I did water polo. I mean, I did every sport you could think of and was like, nope, my heart's not in it. And one day, my mom was like, how about dance? And I was like, sure. I've never tried that before. We did and took a class. And I was like, okay, I like it. I like it. And kept taking more and more. And my first recital, I did one dance. And then a year later, I was in 22 dances the second year. I went from one to 22. So I, I sparked love within the first year for sure. And I just have been plugging away ever since. I mean, I'm a sophomore in high school, so I dance a lot, I dance at school all day. Um, we have our academics in the morning, uh, a little bit how OSHA works. We have our academics in the morning and then at one thirty we get done and then at 2.15 we start dancing and we go till five o'clock at night. And then from there I go from school and I go to the studio and train there till about nine at night. And then I go home, homework, go to bed, and do it all again the next day. Wow. But, you know, it's it's a big commitment, but mm-hmm. if I didn't love it, I wouldn't do it. That's right. Just, it brings me Absolutely. so much joy to do that every day and uh, see people I love and I know and be surrounded by that community and just the support that you get at that school is, is immense with anything you do. I mean, it's a performing arts high school, so it's not just dance, it's musical theater, it's acting, it's singing, mm-hmm. it's literally everything. There's culinary department. I mean, mm-hmm. anything arts and visual you would think, they uh, support it there and they promote it, and it's... It's really an awesome field to be in, and just surrounded by that oftentimes is really feels special. And you feel like you have to pinch yourself sometimes. You're like, Am I really here? And you, right. You're in a good bubble. Right. That's yeah. what it a is. A really good bubble. A really good bubble mm-hmm. where
0: everyone is, bubble. yeah, we're like, we're pursuing this and we're focused. Yep. And yeah. you have that support, which is amazing. Yeah, Howard.
1: Hey. <laughs> Another um,
0: late dancer, right?
1: Yeah, I started dancing at 17, actually. 17. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm originally from New York, um, upstate New York. Uh, I started dancing at 17. It was really random. My best friend, she was a dancer, uh, but we were both training in pastry arts. So I was in the pastry world, not knowing anything about dance. You could
0: have gone to school. <laughs> right? You could have yeah. gone to the
1: <laughs> I could have. Um, but yeah, not knowing anything about dance. Uh, there was a talent show coming up, but she like was a dancer at heart. So she was a pastry chef, but she loved to dance also. And she was like, oh my God, like you have to do this duet with me. Like We should do a hip hop dance. So we did the talent show. It was really weird for me. I was like, this is so weird, you know. Uh, We performed. We ended up winning the talent show. Really random. Um, The director of the talent show happened to be the director for the musicals. And we just so happened to be doing West Side Story that year at the high school Ah. I went to. Yes. So she needed as many boys as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, She gathered me because she thought I would be a great, you know, value to the show, I guess. Um, So she gathered me. Then we started training for the musical and then she put me in the dance program that was at the high school she was like you have to try it out if you don't like it you don't have to do it tried it out fell in love with it right away started dancing every day i used to skip math class to go to the dance studio in high school because that's how (laughs) i don't know yeah do we recommend that right you don't recommend (laughs) it but you should
0: be able to balance your checkbook right Right. (laughs) absolutely
1: right um but my passion was just so strong and i was like this is so weird, like, I've never felt, like, so good about doing something before, you know, because I was looking for that, like, passionate, inspiration, spark for me, and I was like, dance is it, like, this is it. Like, I've never felt like this before. I don't
0: know if anyone's ever seen, he's in one of those with, I know you've got amazing extension too, but he's got that, like, ridiculous 180 extension. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you just wake up one day and go, oh, I can do it?
1: Morning. So, <laughs> <understand>. <laughs> um, the, so the director actually, she, when we were in class and we did the warm-up for the first time, we did all those splits and stuff, and I hit them for the first time, and I naturally realized that I was naturally flexible. But it wasn't (laughs) anywhere near to where I am now, but it was obviously A a good start, and we just, from there, I advanced it a lot.
0: So much of it is like what you're born with, the tools you're born with. I know, I'm like, I wasn't born with that tool. (laughs) Um, So, this summer, when the whole sort of explosion of what we're talking about, Prince George taking ballet class, which I think is the cutest thing ever, and I love that he loves it, um, but it kind of exploded into a whole different direction. Mm. um, And, you know, Prince George was teased a little bit on air, um, and but what came out of it was the dance community rising together, and the hashtag of Boys Dance 2, which Brian Friedman sort of helped propel, and if you guys haven't seen that interview um, that I did with him, he kind of talks about the the whole beginnings of that, and then sort of Travis taking it over, mm-hmm. and Robbie Fairchild, mm-hmm. and then it led to doing dance class in the middle of Times Square, <laughs> which I wish I was even there to watch. Um, But how did it make you feel? Because I think it's it's got to be a whole mix of emotions, because I'm sure some of you guys have been teased in other Mm -hmm. ways. You're probably really proud that everyone's supporting each other through this. Mm Anyone can jump in. <laughs> I,
3: I'd say, I mean, just because I'm in high school and I went... Before I went to OSHA, I went to a regular public middle school. And, I mean, that stigma is still uh, exists to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, you get teased and you get poked around like, oh, you do dance, that's weird, that's a girl thing. And, right. I mean, that has been going on for years. And it's that just seems to be the norm. Like, oh, they do dance, that's just weird. You tease them, that's like, that's the norm. Yeah. And I to think to see... Prince George get nationally teased about what he did especially by you know by so many people i think it was shocking but then to see so many male dancers come out and come forward not just male but like the dance community come yeah. out and surround and support him and what he does and to let everyone know that's okay it's, it, he can do that it's right. it's what he loves and if you know you, why would you take someone away from what they love to do i mean that's just that's just not right so i think just to see the the dance community come out and support him in that fashion was was heartwarming to me and I think it was to everybody else in the dance industry as well just to see that there are people who are listening and they're aware of what's going on and that they're there to support you and they're there to you know, build you up on on what's going on in the dance industry whatever that might be the stigma that's going on this has been going on obviously for a long time and I think that the support for the male dancers is immense right now especially after this came out and I think that's such a a great thing and I think if we can yeah. keep that propelling forward and keep that the wall of like support like we're here for you I think if we can keep that moving and keep that developing I think that's something huge that we can get on our side as male dancers especially
2: yeah. and athletes. Yeah. Yeah. athletes yeah I mean well and truly I mean it was it, it's really fascinating for me to, to sit here and, and for you to say yeah you know I'm, I'm still at high school and I'm still feeling that and um, you know, to answer your question, how did it make you feel? It took me back to the place that you are currently at. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. that was kind of the first iteration of that. And especially kind of growing up in back in England and in that field, you know, it's a very much a sports based town and it's no one really dances. And within mm-hmm. that field, it's that segment, I feel like within Western cultures as a whole, um, people don't necessarily dance or lads don't necessarily dance until you're up at a party and everyone wants to have a go or a wedding <laughs> dance, right? And that's mm-hmm. kind of all you get to hear. So... For me, what was really interesting is a. It was kind of a double-edged sword. Um, a, the fact that I am living in America and then I'm based over here, so I got to kind of see it firsthand. But then it hit me again as that wave kind of travelled up and people woke up the next day in right. England, and then it hit that press because mm-hmm. the press in England can be crazy as well. Mm-hmm. So then it was, I got, I found myself being defensive. no hang on a minute, and then, you know whether or not I like the royal family or I'm a big royal family fan. At the end of the day, this is a, this is a lad who loves what it is that he does, and the simple fact that such a high-profile family and that their, you know, his parents, his mum and dad, regardless of who they are, were so proud of the fact that their son um, is pushing forward and is passionate about it. Like, that, that to me, I was I was more proud of the fact of, you know, them pushing that and mm-hmm. putting that out in the open yeah, on yeah. such a platform right, that yeah. is strong. I think, to me, I took more of a positive spin on it than I did from a negative place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. it was It was mm-hmm. kind of that... here we go again but (laughs) then I know that I've got this whole dance family behind me to be able to just go yeah we're all in this together there was no well what should we do there was no where does it go from here it just acted it happened Times Square happened she apologised within that feeling and rightly so and without diving into that too much I think that I think that she handled that really really well you know so I think Raising awareness can come from many different angles, and, and unfortunately, that's where Absolutely. the that's where the shell cracked. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it reared its head, and and we're stronger for it on the other side.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they hit all the hard spots. I think um, me seeing the Times Square thing happen was just simply that the world just needs more love and more kindness, yeah. and we're especially in a time right now where. <laughs> hate is like the last thing that we need we just need to all unite come together we're stronger together and at the end of the day that's all we have is us so Mm -hmm. it's like it's just crazy how you can just do what you love and someone or people attack you for it and instead of it, it should be the complete reverse like i don't get how we're in a world right now where hate is easier than to love yeah,
0: because we sit behind a keyboard, too. <laughs> you right. know what yeah. I mean? People just, yeah. like, tweet yeah. things out. and mm-hmm. But it's... it's. I always say it's, like, something within you mm-hmm. yeah. if you're throwing that, that hate out right. there. Um, one of the big discussions, too, that kind of came out of this, and, and I'm... This happens a lot, I think, to young male dancers, is that they consider dance to be, like, a girl sport. Yeah. or mm-hmm. um, And it's always this conversation. We've had it a lot here on the show about masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like, as a female... Um, I can dance masculine. I can dance feminine, like yeah. it, depending on Absolutely. what how I interpret the music or how mm-hmm. I'm feeling or anything else, like I, I think we have both of those qualities within ourselves. The ballroom community is also doing something interesting and where a couple doesn't have to be a male and a female Absolutely. anymore. Mm-hmm. It's lead and follow. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of this is kind of like washing away. Mm-hmm. Um what is everyone's thoughts sort of on the whole? I, I just want I would love to just get rid of the masculine feminine description yeah. of right. in dance right if That makes sense.
3: I just think that, I think no matter whether you dance, you cook, you're a mom or a dad, every human has a masculine and a feminine side, Mm -hmm. and you choose whether or not to build each side up, and I think at different times and at any given day, you can have a feminine side or a masculine side, showing at at one point, you could be at one o'clock... More manly, and at five o'clock, more you know, more womanly. You may, you may say, <laughs> right. but like whatever that is. whatever that, what what that means, what right? Mean, exactly. It's true. Right.
2: I just and think what that... does it matter? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. What does it mean? But what mm-hmm. does it matter? Right. Exactly. Because, because ev- if
3: everyone has it, then why is it? Why is it so weird? You know. And I think to get rid of the masculine and the feminine and just be considered an art form or a dance, like it's it, there is no masculine and feminine and, and just the the movement quality to it. Yes, you can have Could like a powerful,
2: right. Mm-hmm. right, 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 right. Could well, be soft, yeah, mm lyrical. Well, and truly. I mean, what I find what I find really interesting, too, on that side is, you know, I I love to say that I look at the world through a dancer's lens. Everything to me is choreography. You mentioned Starbucks before. To me, that's choreography. Right. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. that you guys can echo that. And the feeling uh, the feeling is that, you know, I I do watch a lot of sports. Mm -hmm. You know, I I watch many different things or I I love going to different things. And the amount of commentators that will come out and go, oh, he looks like he's dancing through that. Like they'll throw away lines Mm -hmm. and, and they'll be. It would be accepted within that side. But then to bring it back to what is masculine and feminine, if you think music, again, to bring back to music, I feel like a lot of the great great musicians and great singers always emulated the opposite sex. Right, Right. so you you feel like Michael Jackson? It was all of those that Prince to a T. I mean Aerosmith. Like when you think of when you think of kind of like these big bands or these big artists, they would all emulate what was going on. I mean Steven Tyler. You look at Janis Joplin and you go, "Hang on a minute, what's happening here?" (laughs) You (laughs) know what I mean? Like it's the same. It's within that field. So I feel like within other industries um, or within different categories, the way you say Mm -hmm. that, like the feeling is that you know. I just wish it wasn't that for dance, and and how does that conversation change? You know, or when does that happen, or how does that tweak? That's kind of the 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 questions that keep me up all night. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rob, good luck tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Brain spinning. (laughs) I I
1: guess. um, I mean, for me, like I'm a professional dancer in LA, and it's hard because you go to these classes and your job is to dance for that artist and you're being automatically put in a category whether it's going to be masculine or a feminine type choreography. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's like your job to either stay true to who you are or your job to switch the role, whatever role you wanted to portray in the song in the first place Mm -hmm. and give the choreographer what they want. And that's where I guess the conversation starts whether are we going to break that norm of, oh, you're a man so you have to dance masculine or are we going to break the role of, can you dance feminine as well? As if you had a girl by mm-hmm. you, can you dance just like her? You know what I mean? Or vice versa. Like, it shouldn't be one way or the other, I guess. You yeah, know and I mean? think
0: someone like Pink is kind of someone that really just kind of puts right. out there yeah. of like, right. we're all athletes. Her dancers are. Nick right. and RJ do great choreography for yeah. her. Um, and she does all that incredible aerial work and mm-hmm. sings upside RJ. down, too. Yeah, yeah, by yeah. The, <laughs> But off the top of my head, that's that to me is an example of someone yes. that just doesn't say, like, I just want feminine or I just want masculine, everyone, yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. This is who I am.
2: This is who we are. Yes. Mm -hmm. Deal with it. It makes (laughs) a huge difference. It's unreal.
0: How is the ballroom community handling the the rule change with the sort of lead and follow? Because I love it.
2: Yeah, I mean it's interesting, right? So you've got you've got iterations of it and if if you look if you look at the history, right, so the the dance form, you know, three hundred years of, of this dance form that is there and it was it was. I mean it was a it was a courtship feeling that went into these different dances and yes there is this still, you know, uh, a man and a woman within frame or within that feeling. But I feel like um, you know, as the as things are developing and and I think I wanna say first and foremost, it's more even the instructors. It's kind of, you know, you're going to teach these events and it rolls off Lads do this, girls do this. No leaders if you're in this position or yeah. followers in this position. So it's hard even even for instructors to get caught on out or you know teaching different things. Um, I feel like then even in the West Coast Swing community, you know the 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 um, improvisational competitions that we do is is still called a Jack and Jill. And there's even a conversation to that. Well, what does that mean? Oh, you know, and yeah. but you can, I mean, do you identify as a leader, do you identify as a follower and then you can even kind of you can even kind of level up in both. So now mm-hmm. that's the coolest thing. So you're starting to do that. And then I work. Um, so, I mean, I originally live in pool, but I'm based in Boston. I've been in Boston for 11 years.
0: My hometown. Yeah, Boston. <laughs> that's it, love.
2: Go socks, by the way. I but know. No, the, um, <laughs> the coolest thing that, that we're doing as well in Boston is uh, we have every Wednesday, we get 150 to 180 college kids. So it's all at collegiate level. I'm dancing West Coast Swing now, which is cool. Oh, and the fun. ballroom communities so cool. within that. So, um, you know, the, the same-sex couples, you know, those competitions too. So it's not only just the leading and follow, it's the switching roles and you're encouraged to do that. We call them the fun dances as well, or kind of let's shake up different partnerships. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's many different ways of exploring it. Mm-hmm. Um, the nicest part, and to, to kind of tie that all in or bring it full circle, is that they're open to it. And that the conversations are happening. Mm-hmm. And then it really falls on the event directors. Like they're getting free reign to say, hey no, this is my event, this is what I want to do and this is what my community or my people want. And if you don't, then stay away. Right. If you're open to it, then come have fun and join in. Let's mm-hmm. let's do
0: it. I keep waiting for one of the major dance shows, and so you think does male duets all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. So it's not. But Dancing with the Stars, of course, you know, having mm-hmm. a same-sex couple, I think, is something that is a conversation that's ongoing. I know yeah. strictly did, had two yeah, men it just dancing. In yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a professional dance. It wasn't a contestant and and a pro, but um, they did think about it for season 28. I will say that mm-hmm. there was a conversation that happened. Um, Um, And it didn't happen this season, but I'm hoping that we see it. I I feel (laughs) like it's time.
3: Absolutely. Why not? Why not? not? And who's to say that you wouldn't grow from learning both sides, the lead and the follow? Like in ballet, I know the men Mm -hmm. are expected to partner and lift the female. Mm -hmm. Who's to say that you wouldn't be a better partner if you knew what the girl needed to do so that she could be better for you? If you realize that, okay, maybe you need to move her here to help her stay in her box. Like, who's to say that you wouldn't learn from that and grow from that to make you a better partner if you know where she was coming from and what Mm -hmm. she needed so that you could help her in that way? And I think. Having that conversation of like, okay, well, maybe, you know, what if girls reverse the role and they learned how to partner so that they could understand what the guys are doing to help them be better partners to the males yeah. and vice versa. I think if you can understand both aspects of, of anything, if you can understand both sides of, of any concept or dance form or, you know, partnering situation, I think you're just going to grow and get better from it and uh, and – evolve into that, what you, what you want to be and how you get better is learning and understanding both sides and how the coin works on both angles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Understanding the mechanics of it. I mean, right. because like understanding hand positions when you're mm-hmm. the partner lifting everyone. Um, and then understanding, cause I think sometimes things, especially in ballet, there's, there's timing issues. And if you're not understanding yeah. the timing issue yeah. of your partner, it's a mess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yes, certainly it is. is. Yeah. It you're is. like, oh gosh. <laughs>
2: Put them point shoes on. Let's. Oh, yeah, uh, here we go.
0: <laughs> that is yeah. That's a whole other conversation <laughs> yeah, of point yeah, shoes. I don't know many men that are like I. I would love to wear some point yeah, shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know many women we that are to like. We had try it at dance awesome. college
2: years ago, and that was uh, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, I mean, there's other the full company, yeah. I think ballet, uh, Chacadero, yeah Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. They've
0: done it. I mean, decades too. Yeah. I mean, they've been yeah. around forever. And um, but bravo to them because yeah. I think you know I always like will throw myself into a ballet class, but I probably will never throw my point shoes back on. Mm-hmm. I think I'm really good. Like I'm like retired from that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I dabbled in it. And-
0: it hurts, Props right? Props to the
1: females. That's all I will say. Props <laughs> yeah. to them. Oh, yeah. oh man. Props it's
0: it's not easy at no. all. Yeah. No. Especially when you have much. like in Nutcracker season right now, all the ballerinas mm-hmm. right now going through like a shoe of performance. <laughs>
3: Probably That's what you crazy. miss now, just crazy. Yeah, just breaking yeah. it and everything around. else. Yeah, pounding yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those
0: things. Yeah. Um. One thing I also wanted to touch upon, and th- this comes out of a conversation that you and I had, mm-hmm. um, based off of an Instagram post you yes. put up. I, I want to say now it was probably two months ago or yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah. Um. And I think it's also it, it. You know, it's not necessarily boys dance too. It kind of uh, sort of goes off um into more of the Me Too kind of situation. Um, but you were sexually harassed. Yes. And um, you thought you were the only one mm-hmm. and didn't want to say anything. And right. I'll let you tell a little bit more of the story. Um,
1: yeah. So I was sexually harassed on a convention that I assisted for. Um, and I kind of just bottled it down, not really wanting to say anything about it. Um, more for, I guess, my sake. And, you know, I I'm a new dancer. I'm still figuring out the industry stuff. And I didn't know if me saying anything at the point was going to either have an impact or not. Um And it's just something like you think won't make a difference no matter what, you know. You think like your followers, you think of the numbers, and you think of how many people are going to see it, if people even care about it, you know. And that was something I really had to think about throughout the time. And then there became a moment where we ran into each other um just out on a night in, and I tried to avoid him at all costs, and I guess he ended up seeing me. Mm-hmm. So he's then he sent me a message, and that message kind of sparked – um the fuel and the fire that I already had bottled down throughout the year of it happening. Because um, I was ready to leave it alone, you know? Like, I wasn't ready yeah, to like say anything. Yeah, like, this and... is I was fine. I was like, okay, like, I'm just gonna leave it alone, not say anything. Knowing that I wasn't um, the only one, too. So that was more of a major, I guess, hardship for me to keep down more inside because I was like, this is also happening to others, and I feel guilty for not saying anything, you know? It's just, like, it's just everything's so cautious on my end and after that message and receiving it and how hurtful it was and how, like, not even, I guess realizing that he had a problem like in that message I was like something's seriously wrong with Mm -hmm. you and it has nothing to do with me and I was like I processed it the next day and I was like I need to share it like I need to say something about this I need to do something so I did that and the impact it had on the dance industry and how many people came forward to me privately and Just the support I got was so overwhelming. Like, I cried for hours on my bed, like, just receiving and reading all the messages. Mm -hmm. It was, like, so overwhelming. I had to go out for a walk in a park and just breathe and breathe fresh air because I felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. Not so much that I had shared this story, but so much that I feel like I had helped others by sharing it Mm -hmm. and helped them kind of not so much... publicly say that it happened to them also, but for them to feel comfortable to reach out to someone like me, sharing their story was like, you know, it was it was emotional and yeah. I'm glad that I did it. And I think it's just important to realize, um, especially kids that are dancing for conventions and taking class and becoming close with your teacher, it's definitely a subject we need to touch on.
0: How, boundaries. You know what I mean,
1: mm-hmm. boundaries, yeah. Like mm-hmm. how close do you become with that teacher? Um, do you hang out with them after class At a, and what age is appropriate? And social
0: media um, I don't know if your teacher should always be sliding into your DMs, like right. there's certain things you yeah, teach right. Rob, mm-hmm. so yeah. um, what sort of boundaries, because you do have to have some boundaries um, with your students, mm-hmm. and, and how, do, how do parents have to know, how to make sure that their kid knows that there should be boundaries as well? It's a complicated question
2: It is, um, I mean I think a couple of different things, first and foremost I, I, I just want to bounce back to that thanks for sharing your story i mean (laughs) truly um you know i'm I'm, you say you're there you you, you were crying your way through i mean that's something that's something you know in life that that unfortunately is a is a is a moment that you're gonna you're gonna push by and and you're gonna be stronger on the other side of it so thanks for sharing that mate Thank um i think from a you know from a teacher's standpoint look i mean the responsibility is on you within that feeling and and it's it's a conversation for a different day in terms of where do I think it can go and where do I think it can grow and at Mm -hmm. the end of the day it's an individual thing you've got to turn around and look at yourself and, and wonder you know what lines are we crossing here? Where do we feel and and what can truly happen? But then to flip that back to, you know, to somebody who, and and I'm thinking back to kind of, you know, when I was growing up and wanting to do this and even wanting to move to America, right? right? I mean, it's that, the term, the American dream. Well, I can tell you it's well and truly still alive, no matter what's going on in the world today. But the feeling is that you want something so bad that you're going to do anything for it and you're going to feel as though you're, you're down. You don't have to and And have that support system around you and whether or not you can talk to your parents or coaches or whatever that truly is your best friend speak up right there's something that's really kind of fresh in my head right now too is uh, the brand new musical jagged little pill and it's it's just opening on Lattice Broadway, yeah. yeah. So uh, literally, this week is going to be their 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 kind of opening. That show is unreal, by the way. That's that's uh, that's not me massively plugging that, but it oh. but it hits on so many different stories and and things that are relevant today. So I feel like the art in general needs to do more to get this out there in various forms. Mm-hmm. I don't think the responsibility should be solely on individuals when the time has happened or something that you've gone through and then it's sharing your personal story Mm -hmm. and I I truly applaud you for doing that mate but the feeling is that I think as a community as a whole telling different stories pieces of choreography using art in general to be able to cut through the boundaries I Mm -hmm. feel like that's what I would love to see a lot more of Um, and this musical is a huge is a huge kind of step towards that too Mm -hmm. Um, but there needs to be more so I I don't know where that leaves it, but... Yeah,
0: you know, and we had had a conversation of of just, like, our conventions and and competitions and things um, because they're in hotel rooms and and things like that, and you have to make sure that you as a dancer understand that you shouldn't be going into your teacher's hotel room even if it's just to, like, pick up... (laughs) I don't know, music or something. A costume or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And to make sure that the conventions and and the people running these production companies that are running it understand that there are clear rules. There's clear Mm -hmm. rules for the teachers and they Mm -hmm. understand and that the students understand it and that maybe there's an outside reporting agency because it's tough when you're like who do you report HR this to.
2: There's no HR department for no, any of these things. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's kind of within that feeling, yeah. you know? Yeah. We yeah, we say HR
0: that. and it's yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, who do you report this to? Now right. you were able and I just want to clear this up too just in case anyone your situation was cleared up, the the teacher was fired. Right. Yes. Um so it was handled swiftly, especially there yeah. were there were more there were more people in your situation yes. too. Yes. But um but that's the other thing a lot of people worry about speaking up about someone especially mm-hmm. if someone has any type of power clout fame right. or anything mm-hmm. else right. like that because then you're thinking i'm gonna lose out on jobs right. like, as a male yeah. i think the stigma is even harder when you've been sexually harassed uh-huh. it's impossible mm-hmm. as a female and i think it's almost even harder sometimes as a male um because we think well how can mm-hmm. a male be sexually harassed right. they can right. um and so it's just like kind of this dialogue of um Parents, I think, need to talk. Teachers need to talk. The production companies need Mm -hmm. to talk and really find Mm -hmm. a way – just to find some clear boundaries or have yeah. clear rules and right. everyone signs a contract at the beginning of the season you're yeah. right in the middle of your competition season aren't you
3: Yeah 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 and we have at my studio we mm-hmm. have rules and we have boundaries and we understand when we go to these events it's it's on us and considering most competitions in fact I don't think I've ever been to one that it's not a private event competitions are open to the entire public it's I great. mean those doors are unlocked mm-hmm. from the time that the competition starts to the time that the last award ceremony ends anybody can enter that building at any time mm-hmm. they of course they encourage and they say no photo and video doesn't mean that they can't catch every single person that's taking pictures or videos. And mm-hmm. I think with social media being huge right now, that's a whole other field to tackle. Like, how do you regulate who comes into these events yes. with cameras and, and phones? And I know that's been an issue in the past, people taking pictures and videos at the event, not just to protect the choreographer and the choreography, protect but the kids. the kids, I mean, and, and to – say that and kind of open that can of worms I think is a whole other conversation and where do event directors step in and where do they say okay well yes we want to make it a public event because I mean we've never heard of charging to go to a dance competition right. but where you kind of regulate that and understand okay parents yes we'll allow that teachers yes choreographers yes mm-hmm. but like random people mm-hmm. you just don't know who's inside your venue. It could be
0: inappropriately videotaping yes, yes. I and mean, yeah we're mm-hmm. it, that's and that's a real slippery yeah. slope because yeah. there's some dark so things the on kind of the way it really is kind of it really is. And it, that, that stuff is scary, too. Yeah. 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 It's Such really, really subject. scary to me. And, you know, and you've got, you know, that, and that's where social media, too, mm-hmm. can be scary. I'm like, parent, and I love it when parents, like, say parent monitored, like, Instagram. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I do see sometimes, like, 14-year-olds mm-hmm. and under sort yes. of, like, monitoring their own Instagram.
3: Yeah.
0: And I'm like, who, it is scary. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, who's sliding into your DMs? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. You just don't know. Mm,
3: you don't.
0: I know, and these are things that you know, and I, so, you know, we're all like, "Oh gosh," we're like we're we're heading into scary territory. But right. if we're not talking about it and out right. in the open, right. um, I worry that that we set ourselves up in the dance community mm-hmm. into a situation like what USA Gymnastics went through, okay. which is devastating. Yep. And we are, I mean, it first came to light, I think, for the public, especially 2016, it started, but I think everyone kind of caught on when they mm-hmm. did the the trial in 2018. But this went on for
2: decades. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. If we're not if all looking, knew about it, right? Yeah.
0: So if we're not all looking out for each other and saying it's okay to speak up, right?
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like as much as as much as we're saying, you know, social media is is this scary territory. It's also it's also opened up the conversation. I mean, yeah. I feel like you know. <laughs> I'm twice your age, but the feeling is that <laughs> content, right? yeah. you're, you're living in a time now yep. where where it is the norm, yeah. you know, to go out there and do it. I mean, we used to send smoke signals and carrier pigeons. That was the way we... Send a you know, letter. That was a Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> send a letter in the mail. Yeah. Don't know what that is. They don't even teach cursive in school. No, anymore. I don't know how but to write anymore. But I think the feeling is... Um, I think that it's also been a positive thing: the fact that it is out there, the fact yeah. that people are watching, the fact that you can have each other's back, the fact mm-hmm. that when we when we bring this right back to to you know boys dance too and and kind of taking that full circle, mm-hmm. that's a movement that has been pushed and that is that is a whole thing that that has been activated. The community gets together why? Because those drums were right. were beaten, those connectors, um, you know those connectors if you think of like Malcolm Gladwell I'm a big fan of of his kind of within that feeling but connectors and mavens within that feeling but what I mean is is you think back to Boston and Paul Revere I mean he ran out and said those Brits were coming yeah. you know that that word kind of spread like yeah. wildfire yeah. so getting the word out and I want to thank you as well for even kind of including this in in today's topic right. I mean it's a yeah. tough one it's a it's a lump in the throat conversation yeah. but mm-hmm. even if even if this helps a couple of people who are watching right. now or kind of you know when this stays on the internet that's that, that's it's an amazing thing right
1: yeah thank you I think just like um one more thing to touch on that's important is no matter how many followers no matter how much work you've done how many influencers you bring in how much money you're going to make for that convention does not take away you being Whatever human being you are, you know what I mean? So I feel like these conventions hire these teachers that have all these followers, have, you know, all these connections that are going to bring in studios and bring in that money and make that check. But when something like in my situation happens and you have to fire that teacher, not only does it affect whatever kid that happened to, it affects your company, it affects the dance community as a solid. It's, yeah, it's like, collateral damage. Like, right. yeah, every way. It's it a ripple effect. Out, mm-hmm. Like, not just that one person. It spreads out to the whole right. wide. And if nothing's said about it, then no one knows about it. It's kind of like that. You know what I mean? So it's like, and again, I know I haven't been the only one. And I know there's been so much incidents that's happened throughout this whole year with the choreographers. And it's like, it's it's interesting to see it happen on the social media and...
0: And I want to say something to add to this because I I think I had posted something. I I think I had like reposted your, um, your Instagram post Mm -hmm. and, and I just said, you know, if anyone wants to kind of talk and come forward, Mm -hmm. you you can do it off the record. You can do it on the record. Cause I'm like, I do want to do something at the time. Again, Mm -hmm. just didn't know how I was going to do it. What venue. Um, and a lot of people like slid into my DMS and they were like, thank you for doing this. Um, it's about time, like, this person's been doing, like, there is a subculture of stuff going on with people we all know, mm-hmm. um, but nobody's really talking about it, nobody's really doing anything about it, um, and then other people told me, back off, don't talk about this, mm-hmm. um, it's not the right time,
3: Yeah.
0: and I was like, really, when is the right time? Right, if there's, there's no, no right, right, if, right, it's, right
3: time. if it's not going to be later, why not now, right, like,
0: well, and I don't understand, like, if I'm not talking about it, <laughs> and you're not talking about right, it, and right. we're just smushing all this stuff down. Who is? Right. Mm-hmm. And who was going to get hurt out of this by mm-hmm. us not talking about right. it? Right. Mm. And so that that was also an eye-opener. I mean, someone said to my face, stop. Wow. And that was hm. just out of an Instagram story. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: And another mom who had been kind of sort of pushing in the direction I was, too, was told at her studio, like, uh-uh, don't, don't mess this up. Because people again, it's it's the reputation of the studio and everything else. But I would rather, if I had a kid, I would rather send my kid to a studio where I know that they're protected. Well and truly, right? Well and truly.
2: I mean, whether or not the whether or not the level of the teaching or the reputation of a studio, or you know that you're gonna win that competition or you're actually gonna make a final, whatever that placement is, just because of the reputation of a studio Mm -hmm. and the goal. Like I feel like there's so many different things that are that are hidden up. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's like like in anything in life you want your child or your or your brother sister auntie uncle whatever you want you want the best for Mm -hmm. for that person that you love and and i think that it's a hard one right so hmm, i guess what i'm really coming back to and what i truly would love to see happen again is is the industry as a whole maybe that's background checks maybe that's mandatory things maybe that's maybe that's vetting all of the instructors maybe that's a survey maybe I I don't know what that truly truly entails I mean look I can talk about my even my immigration over here to the states and just thinking about that so I I treated moving to America as though I was going to college Mm -hmm. like I I was at a performing arts college and all of that but I felt like I wanted to get to know the industry I wanted to come out to LA and get a feel for it and make genuine friendships and the same Mm -hmm. in Nashville I work in country music quite a lot choreography and music videos and all that. And I wanted to know what that was like. The same thing in the States coming over. And I treated my, my immigration um, kind of fees as though it was my college tuition. Right. you know, it's And expensive. that was kind of an interesting yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. It was indeed. But the feeling then is, is, well, what is that? What are you truly investing in? Are you investing in your growth and your achievements? Right. And, and truly, how can you get that support system? And, and I think, too, um, what's really interesting is people are afraid to ask how you got there or yeah. where that went. And I think that the conversation can shift that way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meaning don't Absolutely. be afraid to ask questions as to what studio did you go to? Okay, you never went there. Well, what's your journey? Like me right. getting to learn your journey right now is so powerful and mm-hmm. right. and inspiring to me. Absolutely. So I wish you nothing but the very best in your careers going yeah. forward. Yeah. And and that's powerful. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, and I think that having that support system and, and reaching out to people, ask questions. You're not alone. right. And I think social media—you can ask questions for people that you don't even know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's true. Mm-hmm. This is
1: more like yeah. just talk to someone. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk yeah. to someone. Don't be afraid.
0: Don't be stuck in your phone. Yeah, it? yeah. It's all the time too. It yeah. is. Right. a little face-to-face communication is good too. Um, we are here, obviously, in a Thanksgiving week too, and yeah. I've been kind of asking people. I did this last night at Dancing with the Stars, and it was—I had some fun answers. Um, but I would love to know what you guys are grateful for when it comes to dance. Ah.
1: Uh. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess in my situation, um, I'm just grateful for where it's brung me in life. I feel like I've learned so much. I feel like my mental health has been so much better. Um, I feel like I'm financially stable. Um, and I come from a mom that, you know, has done everything in her power alone to raise me and my two other siblings. Um, and she was busy, yo, she's busy, <laughs> busy. Um, <laughs> And, yeah, I'm just grateful for where it's brung me, how many lessons I've learned, how many people it's connected me with. Um, I've met so many incredible people through dance, like, people that have changed my life, like, literally changed my life just through their words and through their souls and hearts. And, yeah, it's just, it's just forever going to be a journey, and I'm thankful for that. It's never, not, it's never not a roller coaster. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah.
3: I'm always on a ride. So, yeah.
0: I love it. Yeah. Jonah.
3: I'm thankful, I mean, to base off of that, but like just the body to be able to dance because we ask as dancers to, we ask our bodies to do so much. And I think just to wake up every day uh, with this body that God has given me and just the ability to do what I do every day and continue to do it every day because, I mean... If you think about it, like it, to ask my leg to go here, I mean every uh-huh. single day, day after day. I mean, you're, how's your body feeling? Does lot. it get tired? So it I'm just, does. <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful that you know I'm I'm able to do what I do every day, and that I uh, can continue to do it safely, and uh, and that it allows me to have fun, and that I can do it, and that it's something that I love, and I think that dance is just bringing me. So much joy over the years and just, I think, starting out as as not young, but like 11, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't like sports. I was like, well, I'm just going to sit at home because I don't like anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think just finding dancing and being able to find something that brings joy into my life, like genuine joy – Rather than outside of hanging out with friends and things like that, like something I can do on my own to better myself and to mature myself and make connections, I think dance has given me that opportunity. And I think I'm just I'm so thankful that I'm able to do that every day and that I'm able to celebrate that with people that love the exact same thing and that are like minded and that uh, love to do what I do and just being in community with that every day, I think is just so special. Mm-hmm. And that I get to do that is something I'm thankful
2: for.
0: for love sure. it, Rob. Yeah.
2: I'm thankful it's given me a Thanksgiving, you uh, know, moving to America. Yeah. But no, I mean, outside of that, it's it, it's family. It, it, I, I'm thankful for the family that's given me globally. You know, I've been very, very lucky to have taught all over the world from a really young age, you know, from every corner of the globe to every ethnicity to every race to every culture and mm-hmm. feeling. Like, it, it's a global family, mm-hmm. and that's that truly what it is, That is. I'd say that that's the biggest thing, you know, I'm sat in LA I'm just a lad from Liverpool now I'm out in LA and yet I'm yeah. going to compete but you know I got to go dancing with the stars you know I got to meet you a year ago because of it Yay! you know within that friends but, and and long may that continue you know I mean I, I'm I'm really thankful that I've got to to meet you both today and it's you know place, it's cool
0: absolutely. well I'll follow each other on Instagram I <laughs> yes. follow all you already so <laughs> No, you know, I just want to thank you because this was kind of like an experiment. my brain. It came out of, you know, the mm-hmm. conversation I had had with Howard. And I'm glad that we just yeah. had this time to, to so talk happy. about it and, you know, and just throw ideas around because I do think that we need to continue to sort of push um, boys dance to It shouldn't just be a hashtag that was fun for 2019. It should be something right. that continues right. on yeah. moving forward. Right. Yeah. And, and pushing the dance industry to make sure that everyone's safe and everyone's mm-hmm. in a healthy yeah. place too. Yeah. So um, I appreciate all of you. Appreciate Thank you, you for Thank being you here, you much. guys. I, it. I know. Um, just so everyone knows your Instagram handle, so they can follow you. I'm going to start with you, Har- uh, Howard. You're going to look into that camera and let everyone know.
1: Okay, it's at Howard Johnson underscore.
0: Jonah, you're going to look into that camera.
1: It is just
2: one word <laughs> at Jonah Boswell.
0: Rob at
2: underscore Rob Glover. G L O V E R that's the accent (laughs) (laughs) love it
0: I don't have an accent but (laughs) I'm going to let you guys know we will be back next week it'll be my birthday next week too and it's going to be Giving Tuesday so I'll be throwing out a link for American Dance Movement $67 will help an underprivileged child have access to dance for a year pretty good right Um, all thanks to Nigel Lipko and Adam Mm -hmm. Shankman's American Dance Movement disclosure I am on the advisory board Um, but uh, (laughs) we're going to have a great show next week I want to thank all of you guys for joining us have a wonderful, safe Thanksgiving if you are celebrating thanks to Dance Network and Popcorn Talk. And for all your dance news, check out dancenetwork.tv. See you all next week.
1: From producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.